0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى الصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإذ قال إبراهيم رب جعل هذا البلد آمنا واجنبني وبني أن نعبد الأصنام وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ الصَّلَاةُ عِمَادُ الدِّينَ مَنْ أَقَامَهَا فَقَدْ أَقَامَ الدِّينَ وَمَنْ هَدَمَهَا فَقَدْ هَدَمَ الدِّينَ أو كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ Most respected ulam, my kiram, brothers and elders. We are in these Mubarak days, which are the days of Hajj. And from the time that the first of Shawwal comes in, when the moon of Shawwal is sighted, the days of Hajj already commence. Together with being in these Mubarak days of the days of Hajj, and in these Ashhurul Hurum, these sacred months, regarding which in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said that there are four months in the year which are sacred. And among those also sacred months are Dhul Qaada and Dhul Hijjah then Muharram, and Rajab. So we are in sacred days and minutes and seconds. And when something has been declared as sacred by Rasulullah himself, then what it requires is that we respect the sanctity. And respecting the sanctity is that just as, for example, the month of Ramadan is sacred, and on top of that the day of Friday is a sacred day, And supposing if it is the 27th night of Ramadan, and now a person indulging himself in Haram in such a time, and imagine if he is now on top of that in the Haram Sharif in Makkah Mukarramah, it is beyond imagination that a person now will be careless, will be just indulging himself in sin, because the sanctity of the time and place demands that he give extra care to him, to what he is doing, be conscious. Refrain from whatever Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. So just as that sanctity is obviously very great and very high, likewise these months are also sacred. And every day, every hour and every second and minute of these months also is something to be respected, something to be applying ourselves in a better manner compared to other times of the year. In any case, together with the sanctity of this time is also the very great ibadat of qurbani that is approaching us, so mashaAllah people are already getting prepared for this great ibadat. So all these great acts of worship that will take place in these days and time, whether it is the ibadat of qurbani and the various rites of hajj that will be performed by the Hujjaj, this is to a great extent qurbani in itself entirely and many of the rites of hajj are a reminder and a commemoration of the various sacrifices and qurbani that Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, and his family made and this is something that will come year in and year out and will keep reminding us and keep giving us the same lessons and this is the beauty of our deen that the reminders have not been given to us in some abstract manner, but in a very practical way. That Hajj, there are so many reminders of the sacrifices of Ibrahim alayhi of his family. We have been put through, and the Hujjaj have been put through those reminders practically. Qurbani brings back the entire sacrifice of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, and Ismail alayhi salatu wasalam. But the ummah has been put through this practically. So since this is a time that brings alive all these lessons, in this little time that we have, we will discuss some ayat of the Quran Sharif, wherein Allah Ta'ala mentions Ibrahim Ali Salaatu Salaam, and some of these incidents that are included regarding his sacrifices, and the du'as that he made. The incidents of the Amiyali Musalatullah Salam that are mentioned in the Quran Sharif are not like some history book. That historical notes are contained therein. What happened, when it happened, for the sake of some historical record. These incidents of the Amiyali Musalatullah Salam are principles for life. They are principles that a person has to adhere to. And this is one of the reasons why these incidents are mentioned in different places of the Qur'an Sharif. It's not just one place, one incident, and it's done with. The same incident is repeated so many times. And in different ways. But the same message and the same lesson. Because these are usul, they are principles, by which we have to adhere and live by. So with regards to Ibrahim A.S., the Qur'an Sharif discusses his incidents in many places. And in Surah Ibrahim, one surah of the Qur'an sharif is titled and named after Sayyidina Ibrahim Allah Ta'ala brings to our attention the du'as that Ibrahim made. Allah Ta'ala says, remember, و قال <إِبْرَهِيم> Recall and remember this; that this is something to be remembered. We remember many many things, but what is to be remembered sometimes that is what we forget about. So many many places in the Quran, Sharif, Allah Taala commences something in this manner. Wa قال. Remember this. So remember the time when Ibrahim wa made this du'a. What du'a he made? Rabbi جعل هذا البلد آمنا first dua that he made was Ya Allah, make the city of Mecca, Mukarramah a place of peace. Now, everything that the Quran Sharif records is a lesson. And obviously the Anbiya Salam, their du'as, this is filled with meaning. He is asking for peace in the city of Mecca, That This too is a very important aspect that if there is peace, then a person can conduct his deen affairs also in a proper manner and even his dunya also can function easily. If there is no peace, then depending on what the nature of the situation is, even his day-to-day work is totally disrupted, he can't go about sometimes fulfilling his basic needs and even his deen is affected. When there is no peace, sometimes he can't even perform his salah correctly his mind is so caught up and absorbed in whatever the reason of that disruption is or the whatever the problem is and as a result his deen is also affected so this brings to our hearts and minds the importance of trying whatever is possible to maintain peace in whichever context it is whether it's on a domestic level whether it is in a work situation whether it is on a community level whether it is in a national situation or on an international scale. But obviously, this will be governed within the limits of Shariat and Deen. It will be governed by the borders of Deen. Within those limits of Shariat and Deen, what is in our capacity? If it means we have to humble ourselves to maintain the peace, this is something very greatly loved by Allah Ta'ala. That peace within the home, within the extended family, in the masjid, whether that peace be on a com- in a community and wherever it might be. That this will require somebody humbling himself. It will require somebody saying, I'm nobody. It will require somebody apologizing for something he didn't do. and require all these things to happen in order to maintain that peace. But the person who will maintain this peace, then obviously when this is such a cherished thing in the court of Allah, ta'ala, such people will become chosen in the court of Allah Taala as well. So this is the first lesson we get out of this Dua of Ibrahim al Balada Amina an asnam And then he says, Ya Allah, save me and my progeny from ever worshipping idols. From idol worship, we are talking about the Dua of a Nabi of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. The Anbiya salam let alone shirk. Any sin also is not possible from them. They are completely masum and sinless. Despite being sinless, Ibrahim a.s. is still making dua, Ya Allah, save me also, my progeny, but save me also, from ever committing any idol worship. Now one is idol worship in the literal sense. The reason for Ibrahim a.s. still making this dua, despite being masum and sinless, that to the extent that a person is close to Allah, wa ta'ala, to that extent, he is still fearful of himself. And if there is fear, there is a sign of Iman. Iman is between hope and fear. When a person becomes heedless, everything will be fine, do what you want, go where you want to, behave as you wish, and indulge in whatever it is, don't worry, life will carry on. And a person becomes totally heedless, fearless, this is a very dangerous sign. It's a sign Allah forbid iman is on the brink. And this is the, that despite being sinless, despite being masoom, Ibrahim Islam is still making this dua. The other aspect is, that one is idol worship, in the form of actually worshipping idols, worshipping some inanimate object, worshipping some stone or some tree or some cow, that is obviously blatant shirk. But in the broad sense, there are other idols also. And the ulama karam explained the other meaning of this. That an idol, in the broad sense of this, is anything that becomes a means of diverting a person from Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. And in which he gets so engrossed, that he even starts disobeying Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. He starts trampling the laws of Allah ta'ala. That has become his idol. And in the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Teala speaks about this. Have you seen that person who has made his own desires his deity? That has become his idol. Somebody's sport has become his idol. So now if it is that sport and salah, then the sport will get preference. The salah will get delayed. It might become qaza also. And if the jamaat gets missed out, it's a small thing but the sport will take precedence. So that has become an idol. If that business has come in the way of the command of Allah, and the law of Allah Taala is being put aside for the sake of earning more dunya, then that business has become an idol. If a person's ego is making him conduct himself in a way that hurts people, in a way that now he is belittling others, he is trampling the rights of people. He is unconcerned about how he conducts himself. Then that ego has become a big idol, a very big idol. And this is this du'a teaching us that we should be saving ourselves and cleaning ourselves from all these idols. These external idols, these internal idols. That all this is a kind of idol worship. If that phone has become a means of distracting a person from deen, he is now getting so absorbed in it. One is, even if it is not something haram that he is looking at or reading, but it has now taken him away from his duties of deen, then that too has become an idol. And if it is haram that he is indulging in, then what can we talk about it? Then that is gone far, far away. So, وَجْنُبْنِي wabaniya أَنْ نَعْبُدَ الْأَصْنَامِ rabbi إِنَّهُنَّ أَضْلَلْنَا كَثِيرًا مِّنَ nas. Ibrahim A.S. is then explaining and expressing this, Ya Allah, these idols have deviated many people. <clears throat> these external idols, these internal idols, that ego, that sport, that business, that phone, if it starts distracting a person then this has become an idol, it has deviated many before, and it keeps deviating people. So, this is what Ibrahim is bringing to our attention in this dua. asani fa' rahim. Nevertheless, to go ahead, thereafter Ibrahim is further saying, Rabbi Rabbana inni in the muharram. The incident that we are well aware of, familiar words, we've heard it year in and year out. Ibrahim wasalam, was commanded to take his wife and little child and leave them in this barren place which at that time was totally barren, Makkah Mukarrama, which was just between mountains and no vegetation, nothing was growing there, there was no water there, there was nobody living there. And from Sham he was ordered to bring his family and keep them here. Ibrahim brings them. The command of Allah Ta'ala was so dominant over him that he did not even wait to tell them that, look, don't you worry, everything will be fine. This is the command of Allah Ta'ala. He was so focused on fulfilling the command of Allah Ta'ala he brought in some little provisions, brought them, left them there and leaves, turns to leave. And when he turns to leave, so his wife, after all, is an insan, she has the same fears that other human beings have, she's asking the question which any other person might have asked, that are you leaving us here? There's nothing here, nobody here. So Ibrahim is already moving, because Allah's command is leave them and carry on. So he starts moving. She asks the question again, she asks the third time, then the thought comes, perhaps it's a command of Allah Ta'ala. So she asks, is this the command of Allah Ta'ala? He indicates, yes, it's a command of Allah Ta'ala, I must leave you here. Her response, إِذَنْ "La If that is the case, Allah Ta'ala will not allow us to perish, words, you may go. Now this is a lesson that volumes can be written on, the lesson of Ibrahim salam. this was a test of love. It was a test of loyalty. It was a test of love and loyalty for all these people. And everybody passed with flying colors. And this is the lesson the Qur'an Sharif is giving us. And when we commemorate these sacrifices of Ibrahim salam, this is the spirit that we are meant to be bringing in our lives. That we will be challenged every day almost. What we love more, and who we love more. Who we love more, do we love Allah more? Or we love those around us more? It will be sometimes the love of that wife, the love of the child, the love of the husband, the love of the parents, the love of anybody. That will become a challenge in fulfilling the command of Allah. What does a person give precedence to? Does he love Allah more? And fulfill the command of Allah Taala at any cost, or does he put this aside the command of Allah Taala because of the wrong demands of that wife, of the child, or whoever, of those parents? In fact, this is a test of love. Leaving one's child, one's wife, an infant child in a barren place, no means of survival, but it's a command of Allah Taala. And Ibrahim Asrat was salam. Without any question, fulfilled it. Jahan dedi maine unke naam par, dil ne na socha na kuch anjaam par. The couplet of my Shaykhul Masahak Muhammad akhdar Sahib rahmatullahi, where he summarizes his whole lesson of Ibrahim Malik Sirat Rasulullah, that the true ashik and the true lover of Allah Taala, he puts his life on the line. He asks no questions when it's a command of Allah Taala. There is no question involved. What is the command of Allah Taala must be done first. And Hazrat Aishat she is going to be left alone. She is a woman with a little child. But as soon as she also is aware that this is the command of Allah Taala, no questions asked. Now this is the lesson we need to reflect on. Every other day, every other time, we'll be challenged. Sometimes in a person's business, there's that haram deal that is. Very, very lucrative that is being dangled in front of him. There is that element of interest involved. There's some deception involved. Does he say, no, I can't survive without this, I have to do it? Or does he look back at the time when Ibrahim Isra'at wasalam left his wife and child in a barren place and still had full yaqeen that they will survive because this is the command of Allah Ta'ala. Because he is fulfilling the command of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala's help is with them. And therefore he went on. And after he leaves them there, he goes on out of sight. And now he's making dua. رَبَّنَا إِنِّي أَسْكَنْتَنْتُ مِنْ بِوَادٍ عِنْدَ بيتك المحرم. Ya Allah, I've left my family in this barren place. Nothing is growing here, no vegetation. In the Bayt al Muharram, Close to your sacred house, the foundations of the Kaaba Sharif is still existing. That which was built by Ibrahim Aleyh Salat Wasallam and then got washed away in the floods at the time of Nuh alayhi salam, but the foundations were still existing. He had kept them somewhere close by. He says, why I brought them here close by to the house of Allah ta'ala. Li لِيُقِيمُ salah." Ya Allah, so that they may establish salah. That he's making dua, Ya Allah, you make them establish salah. That this is the solution to a person's personal problems, to his domestic issues, to his financial issues. That he brings Salah alive in his reality. And when Salah will become alive in his reality, then this is the solution to his problems. Ya Allah, you incline the hearts of some people towards them. They will come and settle here. There will be some comfort and support for them. Ya Allah, you bless them with Samarat. One literal meaning of samarat, the literal meaning is fruits. And in this place where nothing grows, that dua of Ibrahim was accepted to such an extent that the fruit of every part of the world is available there up to this time and age. And what won't be seen in a person's own country, the best fruit of his own country, he won't see in his, in his place, he'll find it there. This is the dua of Ibrahim. Was was salam. When was this dua accepted? Obviously the Nabi of Allah, Ta'ala, but the lesson in it He first did what Allah Ta'ala commanded. He submitted, and together with submission he made dua. Now we want first, Ya Allah, you do my work, then I'll do yours. If you sort my problems out, then I'll become obedient. Whereas the the thing is first submission, he left his wife and child in that barren place. He didn't concern himself with what is going to happen, because this is a command of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is a provider. And this samarat, where is this samarat going to come in this barren place? Allah is the provider of the samarat. One person mentioned something very interesting incident that happened with him personally, something that happened not long ago, that he just does some buying and selling job lots as they call it. So he happened to go to some cash and carry for some other work of his. He met the person who is the person in charge there, whatever, the manager and they got talking, and the person offered him something, at a very good price, so he bought it. And he didn't go for that purpose, he got it, this person offered it to him, he bought it. And he came home, the next day he happened to, whatever, he phoned the person who has a cash also, carry also, it was directly opposite, from where he bought it, this is across the road, so he phoned the person across the road, I have this item at this price, and he made a mark on it, that person was very excited at the price, he bought it. Now where is this person living far away? These two places are opposite each other. He came for something else. Allah Ta'ala gave him this deal, as we may call it. And he sold it across the road at the Prophet. Why couldn't this person sell it to them directly? And both these parties are related to one another. Now this is Allah Ta'ala's doing. But those who submit to Allah Ta'ala, but first the submission. Ibrahim first submitted. His wife first submitted. And now the dua the effects of that du'a came to that extent that up to today the ummah is enjoying the benefits of that du'a. la allahum yashkurun, But all this, ya Allah, give them so that they become truly grateful to you. Now these are the lessons that we need to imbibe in our hearts and in our lives. The total submission of wasallam. time is already out, the incident about him submitting when he is told to slaughter his own son, no questions asked why is the command of allah taala the result of that that this complete acceptance in the sight of allah taala allah taala then made him but allah taala made him among the most the ulul azam of the anbiya ali salam. the anbiya ali salam of the higher rank and whose sacrifices to qiyamah will be remembered now this is the lesson that we have to take deep down in our hearts and minds that we totally submit ourselves to Allah wa ta'ala. This salah, this is something that is not so, just, by the way, this is something that we have to make the highest priority of our day. A person should start off his day by planning that salah is first, everything else around it. Unfortunately, we plan business, whatever else, let's see where we can fit the salah in. If it happens in time, it will happen in time, otherwise whatever happens. These are the things that we have been taught in these ayat of the Qur'an Sharif. That there should be no compromise on our deen, no compromise on our identity as Muslims. And together with that, the very important lesson that we learned at the beginning of this dua, the importance of maintaining peace. And whatever has to be done within the limits of shariah for that. That whether it means we have to humble ourselves, we have to apologize for something we didn't do. But if that peace is attained... That is something which is greatly loved by Allah wa Taala and those who undertake that to maintain that peace, to create that peace, they too become beloved in the sight of Allah Taala. Allah Taala, give us the tawfiq Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah.